Welcome to the Tossing Clubs Podcast. Next on the tee, your hosts, Frank Jang, Zach Moses, and Aaron Tan. Yo, this is another episode of Tossing Clubs. I'm Frank, joined by Zach, and this week we have Aaron. Aaron is back, ladies and gentlemen. Aaron, would you like to uh, tell everyone where you were? Yo, good to be back. Uh, I was in Singapore and Bali. Um, I was in Singapore for my cousin's wedding, and in Bali... I um, ended up proposing and getting engaged. So, hell yeah. Big trip. Big trip for me, uh, for us. And uh, yeah, but I mean, I missed you guys. I missed talking about golf. <laughs> I didn't get to play golf at all for two weeks. So, that was kind of rough. I was like, I like dreamt about it a couple nights. It was like going through withdrawals. <laughs> How was the proposal? Yeah. Any nerves? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, I planned it. I planned it, like, super hard. Like, I was looking up, like, the exact time of the sunset. I was looking up, like, the tide charts because I did it at the um, at the beach. So I knew, like, exactly where I was going to do it. We had, like, gone to the beach the day before. So I, I kind of scoped out, like, exactly where I was going to do it. I had a photographer. Um, but, I mean, really just, like, right before, even though I'd been planning it for, like, two months, I was like shaking. I was so nervous, like when I was doing it. So yeah, I mean, there's nothing that can prepare you for that moment mentally. As a married man myself, who went through that process, I, I blacked out. I don't even really remember what I said because uh, I I don't even know if I wrote a script, but it was just over in an instant for me. Yeah, yeah. same. I like missed my mark. I had a particular position I was supposed to go to based off like where my photographer wanted to me, me to be completely missed it <laughs> just like blacked out in the same way that you did frank <laughs> yeah i i feel like like i i kind of had a script or i had like points i wanted to say and i ended up just being like okay brace yourself and then like talking talking to her <laughs> <laughs> and like i just like i couldn't remember any of the points and i just talked and then ask the question yeah it's crazy well welcome back we're really glad you're you know back on this pod um yeah we i did i did listen to most of the podcasts that were uh being done without me and you know you guys said you think that i was getting your texts and just ignoring them i did not get a single <laughs> text when i was gone just so you guys know i definitely would have responded <laughs> Appreciate the clarification. Yeah, really. <laughs> it's like, isn't blue text over internet? He should have internet, right? So, yeah, what's going on in Asia that iMessage isn't working over there? I don't know. Well, I did like I did a new thing where like I have an eSIM, and so you get like oh. an, a new eSIM, and then you turn off your your like current eSIM. Yeah. I don't know. I had to learn how it all worked, but I think I just didn't get anything that was linked to my like phone number. Yeah, that makes sense. Gotcha. Well, well, congrats. Yeah, congrats. Welcome back. 
Thank you, yeah, thank you. Be part of the fucking Merry Man Club right here. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> uh, but this we'll see week, what your golf game does. Hey, dude. Yeah. No, I think Aaron's got <laughs> it. Though. Oh, baby. I think Kelly know knows what she signed up for. I don't know, Ronan and Abby know though. Yeah, I've been <laughs> I've been setting the expectations from the beginning. So, uh, but all right. So there's a lot to talk about. Uh, the Ryder Cup happened this past weekend. I don't know if you got to catch it at all Aaron but um you know us here in the states we really didn't catch it either because the coverage was so poor uh I try to watch it like from I don't know close to midnight and then there were commercials after commercials thinking oh okay maybe they're just front loading the commercials and then I turn on in the morning and there's still commercials after commercials uh and now it's just like dude screw this this is I'm not watching this. I'm going to watch the highlights. So I don't know what it was like for you, Aaron. I was actually, I got back Friday. So I got to catch Saturday and Sunday and I was like super jet lagged because it's 16 hours or 15 hours ahead. So I was actually awake and I was like, I have nothing to do. I'm just going to flip on the Ryder Cup. So I actually got to watch Saturday and Sunday. Um, And I mean, it. It was not that exciting because the U.S. was just losing by so much. And then Sunday, they kind of made like a pretty decent comeback. And then it just ended with Ricky Fowler conceding a two and a half foot putt, which was interesting and kind of like anticlimactic. Yeah, I feel like you can't do that. You can't just like give up the winning putt. I know it's two and a half feet and the odds are like they're not going to miss, but just can't go down like that yeah i feel like generally it's like a gimme is within like three feet so like i think it's they said it was two feet eight inches that's like borderline not a gimme like for the Ryder cup come on yeah 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 i felt like i really wasn't invested in it on sunday because it's like dude there's no way they're gonna like come back even though for maybe like a few holes it seemed like oh most of the points are coming to the u.s side like mostly everyone's either one up two up or tied uh but in the end of course you know ricky fowler fucking drives it into the water and then you're just like oh that's it right there that's the Ryder cup yep do you see patrick uh cantley got married on the monday which is yesterday yeah. after the Ryder cup like he had plans that planned his entire wedding the day after the Ryder cup <laughs> like what the <laughs> hell yeah i oh like what if they had won? Yeah, yeah. Is he not gonna celebrate with his boy? Like, is he gonna be hungover? Not celebrate with his boys? Yeah, I. It is sort of weird to me. Um, and I guess we'll go into this a little bit more. But <clears throat> what does Zach Johnson actually do? Because it seemed like Team Europe was very like friendly and they're like united and they're actually a team. But Team US, man, they're just like, dude. Either I'm playing. Or I'm just going to go home and do my own thing. Well, he picked the teams. I mean, that's like his big role. But then I feel like the different <laughs> captains over the years determine like how often they're going to practice, when they're going to do it, like how they're going to build camaraderie and like what's their approach. It definitely seemed like the U.S. had a very like formal, just all business type of approach, whereas the Europeans seemed like they're just kind of hanging out and having fun. So I don't know. It obviously didn't work for Zach Johnson. I feel like he took a ton of heat. I mean, he should as as captain, but yeah, not uh we need Tiger in there at Bethpage 2025. Yeah, whatever Ooh. Tiger says, it'll go. Uh but yeah, with Zach Johnson, it was really strange to me because on the first day, uh 
he went up to Jordan Spieth and they had this conversation while Jordan was with JT and Jordan went from driver to three wood and then Jordan puts it in the water. So it's just like, what are we doing here? Right. Uh, everyone else is hitting driver. Why aren't you just hitting driver? Why are you trying to like overthink this? It's just, um, I don't know. Zach doesn't seem like a great captain for some reason. Do you guys know who selects the captains? Is there like a a board, like a Ryder Cup That's board? A I don't great know. Great question. Yeah, like I wonder. Jay Monahan. No. <laughs> I don't know. It's but... be like some <laughs> council of past <laughs> Ryder Cup people. I don't know, but that would be my guess. Uh, yeah. Wait, do you guys know how yeah. many majors Zach Johnson has? At least two. That's crazy. I. Dude, I don't know. Why do I feel like... Oh, I know Luke Donald. He's world number one. But Zach Johnson was always like an afterthought to me. Is why... Well, he won the Masters. Was it right? twice? What else Frank, did he give win? Give it up. Oh, twice? Twice? Uh, he has two. Oh and God. he's won... Let's see. The Masters and the Open. So oh, the, the Masters, Open. he won 2007. And the Open, he uh, yeah. won 2015. I remember yeah. the Masters was a big deal because he laid up on every single par five. Which is just yeah. like unheard of. Like, you always go for those. They're pretty short. And that was his strategy all week, and it worked. And he's not a long hitter, but he got it done. Pretty great career. I mean, yeah, people don't really know Zach Johnson, but two majors and a Ryder Cup captain, even though he lost. That's pretty legit. And recently, the person who accidentally hits his ball on his practice swings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be, like, you know, led by someone who's so careless on the tee. I don't know if that's a good look, man. Yeah, well, U.S. not very happy about it, but there's always 2025 Yeah. on U.S. soil. Which is crazy how bad the U.S. is in Europe, but how great they are in the U.S. That is crazy. It's crazy that, because I think part of it has to do with the fact that if it's on, like, if it's on European soil, then they get to pick the course, right? So they try to pick it based on, like, their team strengths and weaknesses and like the American team strengths and weaknesses. But like, it's crazy how that could actually work so well. Like golf, it seems like there's so many different factors. Like it would be hard to do that. But I mean, it's been what, like 30 years or something since yeah. the U S won on, on European soil. over, over 30. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, yeah, really, I'm, I'm just excited for Beth Page, actually, because having that firsthand, like, knowledge of what goes on there, and honestly, like, I would not be opposed to going over there and checking it out, because it seems like such a fun environment. Back to New York. Especially with a New York place. Yeah. Queens, we could stay Fucking in Queens. New York, man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you could get the same Airbnb and, like, not <laughs> no. be able to stand up. No, different Airbnb. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, anything else on the Ryder Cups? Ryder Cups, sorry. Dude, I got this something in my throat, bro. It's like... Bro, COVID's uh, going around. I yeah, think that it might is. be it. <laughs> but uh, anything else on the Ryder Cup? Nah, we just hope you don't get COVID. We <laughs> <laughs> got golf trip in two weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right, all right, let's now. move on to the next topic then. Uh, and this week we decided to uh, 
in light of having this tournament and having some people say, oh, I don't want to join because it would be my first time playing 18 holes. You know, this is more of a beginner friendly topic. And that is just talking about what to expect when you go to your first 18 hole golf course. Um, and I don't know about you, Zach, because you played it, you played golf since you were so young, but Aaron, uh, you probably remember what your first 18 was, right? I, I certainly remember mine. Yeah, my first 18, like at least in my adult life, I remember. Um, actually, I remember, I think, my first 18 as a kid too. But uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's like you're probably going to get frustrated at some point. Um, I remember I just was able to hit like my seven iron. And so I just like used that club for every shot the entire time and you just got to have like no expectations yeah yeah so i want to talk about that expectations zach as someone who is probably new to golf right because unless they've been living on the range for 10 years uh you know going their first course they're probably new at golf so what are some expectations that they should have you're probably gonna suck i mean that's number one expectation don't go out there and think you're just gonna go low or do anything like the people on tv yeah i remember I remember uh, one of my first rounds was like when I was a kid and like I was by no means a regular golfer. Like I had, I think I had like gone to the range a few times and then I, you know, being a kid and being like an athletic kid, I was like bragging to my friends about like, oh, I could hit the ball like 200 yards, whatever. And then my friend that actually played golf invited me to come out with his family. And I was like, oh yeah, dude, like I'm good at golf. I go out and I like it just like was the first time I learned the difference between the driving range and the golf course because maybe I hit like one ball 200 yards at the out of a bucket or something and I went out there and I was so bad I was so embarrassed I remember like hitting into the trees and like not being able to figure out how to even hit the ball and like it's just like I don't know it was brutal it was embarrassing yeah I think no matter who you play with, whether they're your friends or people that are, you know, randoms, uh, you're probably going to have first tee jitters, right? I think I even have first tee nerves right now. I, I don't know about you guys, but it's just, oh, it's what I worked on on the driving range, which it might be so pure, might be so great, going to translate into the real world with only one ball that's in play. Um, and so I definitely expect like just hitting a bad shot right off the bat but that's okay that's okay because you know what your playing partners will probably say what what would they say zach what are some common sayings uh from your playing partners that'll play (laughs) good swing great contact hit another one breakfast (laughs) ball right i think your point about being nervous like not only applies to the first tee, but just the entire experience, which is still like a problem for golf. Like even walking into the clubhouse, like paying for your round, like understanding little things about like etiquette throughout your entire round, like how fast you should be playing. All that is relatively new and can be intimidating. And I feel like there's a lot of basic rules or just like FYIs, good to knows beginner golfers should have. And I think nowadays there's probably like you can go on the internet and Google it, like what to expect when you're playing a golf for the first round. But um, I mean, that's a recommendation is like 
do a little research before you just show up on the first tee. Cause there's a lot of golfers out there that who are more experienced that tend to have some issues with beginner golfers. And I think a lot of that stems from beginners just not taking time to like learn about the game and learning about the etiquette and like what they should and shouldn't be doing out there. Aaron, should we shrink or grow the game? Uh, obviously grow the game. Wow. Wow. Sort of a comment from, or sort of like a topic from last time, but a comment that we had on one of our uh, topics was growing the game overrated. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's like, it is hard now that we're becoming, (laughs) we're like serious golfers. It's hard when you run into a lot of like beginner golf. I mean, for me, the biggest thing that I always complain about is like slow play and with beginner golfers, that's one thing that might not be like apparent right away. You're just like, Oh, I'm trying to get the ball in the hole. And okay. The more strokes I take, like the higher my score goes, that's a bad thing, whatever. But you don't realize that you're holding up everyone else on the course. And if you start falling behind, then it's like everyone else is just waiting for you. And like, it's, I don't know. That's, that's something, I mean, I feel like you could, we could still grow the game. Just people need to like get educated. Yeah. It's okay to suck, but just like make sure you suck quickly, like move quickly out there yeah. on the golf course. Um, Cause yeah, pace to play is probably the biggest thing for beginners. And I think that's probably an, like, yeah. And we, we've talked about this on previous episodes. You brought it up, Aaron, like, because there's a lack of marshals out there kind of controlling the pace of play. A lot of times beginners get out there and just like, don't know that they're doing anything wrong. And so, so, so what causes slow pace of play? Cause I, let's just pretend I'm like the new guy, right? I'm like hitting the ball. I'm walking towards the ball. I'm hitting the ball, but like, what could cause me to fall behind? If you're hitting bad shots, if you're losing your ball and looking for it. Yeah. I mean, I think a good way to judge if you're moving fast or slow is, are you keeping up with the group in front of you? Uh, and you should be like, you shouldn't be falling a whole hole and a half behind if you think about how long a hole should take, you know, take the, an estimated round is like four and a half hours nowadays. So you divide that by the 18 holes and I don't know what the math is there, but it's, I don't know, 15 ish minutes or so. Um, that's what you should stick to. And yeah, if you hit more shots, you're obviously going to take longer in a hole. So beginners can feel okay picking up, uh, to keep up with the pace of play. Yeah, I find the biggest contributor to a slow pace of play is people trying to find their golf balls when it doesn't fucking matter because you're going to be shooting 125 anyways. That's like, you know, in SF, there's a lot of courses where, you know, there, there's a lot of bushes, there's a lot of, uh, like, you know, like weeds. It's It might take a while to find your ball. So if it's, like, not for money or not a big deal and you're just practicing, just go and hit the ball. Uh, and that not only is directed towards newbies, but like people who have played a long time in general, because actually I feel that some people who really are into golf and really want to perform well, will like stand over a putt for a really long time. And so it might seem like they're taking a while. Um, and, but, who knows in reality because they're only taking four shots they might be you know playing really fast yeah that one's kind of like harder but i agree like you can if you're able to like make par on every hole or something around par then you can take your time over the ball because you're gonna hit it close the problem is if you 
you know, you're like shanking it or you're topping it. And then you're really taking your time, taking like 10 practice strokes, whatever. Or you're like lining up your putt absolutely perfectly. And then you hit it like 10 feet past the hole. It's like, yeah, it's like you may as well have just like gone up and hit it, you know? Yeah, Zach. Okay. If someone says, wow, that's a great contact right there. Uh, but your ball hooks 50 yards left. Like, what what am I trying to say here? Like, you obviously didn't, you know, hit the shot you want, but this guy is saying, like, good contact. Like, is that, like, a slot? Like, I mean, how should you feel? I feel like golfers have a weird way of complimenting people. Like, whenever you say um, compliments are never actually good shots, I feel like. I don't know. I guess yeah. sometimes they <laughs> are. but Sometimes, sometimes. Depends in like the who you're playing maybe with and the suck. format. <laughs> yeah, maybe we just don't hit a good enough good shots to get receive the compliments. But I think as a beginner, you're probably receiving those those comp compliments, those comments, uh, because the people around you want you to have a good day and like a, a fun time, and they're trying to you know encourage you, even though your shot wasn't great. I wouldn't think too much about it. I'll just like do your own thing, keep swinging. Yeah, absolutely. I just bring that up because I find it. I think it's been on TikTok and Instagram, just like things that golfers say, and it's like legit copy and paste for everyone. Like, oh, you'll find it. Oh, good swing. Oh, you know, good contact. Uh, you know, it's like, dude, I fucking hooked it 50 yards left, and I can't find my fifth ball. Uh, I, you know, how many times are I gonna say good contact? But it is a lot better than the alternative, which is like, dude, that really sucked. All right, because that would be a real bad time. Yeah, I feel like trash talking is not as like uh, easy and common in golf. Like people are more just encouraging, especially if it's like people that you don't know or don't know too well. So like sometimes you hit a bad shot, people still want to be encouraging. That's kind of where they're coming from. But if your expectations are higher that you're a better golfer then you might just be like oh well thanks like thanks for just like making fun of me oh that's the thing though (laughs) you're always playing with strangers in golf for the most part and so yeah people don't want to be mean to people they don't know so it's probably where it all originally developed Mm, yep uh so scoring uh do you remember your score from your first round no no idea but over under 120. I probably didn't keep score, to be honest. First time out there? Yeah, I have no idea. Dude, I'll be honest, I have no idea either, but it is like, dude, if you shoot 120 and you're expecting to shoot 72 because you think it's an easy sport, it's like, don't worry, man. Like, everyone probably shoots 120, uh, at least the first time they play. And if you break 100, aren't you already in like the top i don't know 25 30 percent of golfers like that is an accomplishment like shooting in the hundreds is pretty normal the majority of people shoot in the hundreds so that's fine (laughs) that's okay but also know that golf is really hard and once you break 100 you are miles away from shooting even par yeah that too yeah it's so hard uh but then for the new people what are some etiquette uh, that they should know before going onto the course. Um, and I want to talk specifically about uh, this because 
you know, we've, we have friends, right, that didn't really play golf, and then we play nine holes with them, you know, to get them started. Uh, so this applies to 18 and nine holes, but, dude, just don't walk in anyone's line. Like, it's, because the greens, a lot of times they're very, uh, you know, they're long grass, they're damp. Uh, I, like Sammy, our friend Sammy, he just, like, it feels like he almost purposely walks from my ball to the <laughs> hole sometimes. It's just the most direct route. But I think that applies to like any shot. Yes, on the putting green, you don't want to walk over where the person's going to putt because you could mess it up. But you just don't generally want to distract other players from hitting the ball. So if you're standing too close to them or your shadow is in their in their way or in their view, you don't want to talk when they're swinging. So I think as a general rule, if you just don't distract your partner playing partners, that can save you from a lot of situations. But that putting one's probably the most notable that beginners don't know about. Yeah, I think the idea is like the putting green is soft. And if you, when you're walking, you're, the weight of your body is like you're making marks on the green. And so it'll just make the ball kind of bump as it goes over. And a lot of people might be like oh i missed that putt because you walked in my line i'm not saying i would have made it i'm just saying like just other people might take offense to it a little bit more uh but like a smaller etiquette thing that i feel like i don't do the best at that i'm not the best at is sometimes my shadow is over their line and i know some golfers don't like that um what about like flag in flag out i think you just ask I feel like old school players like the flag out, new school players, because the rules changed, like the flag in. It's like even amongst us three, I think, I, I, I like it out. I know Aaron, Frank doesn't care. I think Aaron, you're kind of in between. Yeah, I went back to out because, I mean, I was so used to it being in because of COVID and how much we played during COVID and you just like, you have to leave it in. But then I had like a lot of, a lot of putts that would like hit the flag stick and bounce out or like just, you know, just get stuck between the flag stick and the hole. And I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. I need to pull it. Zach, whenever I play with you, like after I, you know, hit my lag putt, you know, I pick up, I just don't think ever about pulling out the flag and that I see you like take that walk, grab the flag and like just drop it. Are you ever like, Frank, what the fuck are you doing? Pull out the flag. <laughs> no, I don't care. I mean, uh, there, there's no expectation okay. that you do it. Um, but yeah, I like taking the flag out when I putt specifically on shorter putts. Cause I think it makes the hole look bigger when I'm putting. So that's why I pull it out. I think another thing to remember is if you're like, not the last person to putt something that you could do is go grab the flag if it's on the ground and then get ready to put it back in the hole when the last person puts in and then that speeds up pace of play a little bit and then you can move on to the next hole so it's not like just one guy taking care of the flag all the time which is you zach usually so sorry about that um, I, mean, I think it's anyone just not you frank <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just not me it's just not me. i don't ever think about that man flag in just Make it easy, yeah. Flag in, yeah. Uh, okay, so then what about like etiquette at the turn? So you're on nine. You know, if you play with a group of friends, they'll probably want a bunch of beers. Um, but then, it, is it rude if the group behind you wants to skip over the turn and play ten in front of you? Is that like kosher? Mm, I feel like it depends. If it's like 
if it's been kind of slow and everyone's right behind each other, then I feel like you should just chill and not play through because you're not going anywhere and just, you know, take your time and go to the bathroom and everything while that group goes to 10. But like if, you know, if it's like a twilight round and there's not that many people out there and they just want to skip over you, then I feel like that's fine. Yeah, I feel like this is a tough one because the turn is one of the things that newbie golfers really look forward to. I feel like I've played with people on their first time and they're like, yes, we finished nine. Like, thank God that's over. Let me just slam some beers, get like a hot dog or whatever. And they want to like sit down and have an experience. And so I've played in like, I've been behind groups. So they'll just go chill for like an hour and then try to get back onto the course. And it's always like really weird and difficult. So uh, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of a hard one to answer. I feel like you kind of, to Aaron's point, have to just feel out the pace of play and where, where everyone is and the type of establishment and course that you're at. If it's a bit more formal, you might not want to do that, but I don't know. I don't want to take away the one thing that a lot of newbies really enjoy doing, <laughs> which is drinking on the golf course. <laughs> you should just take it to go. Yeah, take it. Yeah, take it to go. Grab multiple beers. So they're always in the cart. Uh, and then let's talk about going to a country club. Let's say your first 18 is at country club, which is really nice, not impossible. Uh, do you expect your host to be paying for your round? I never expect it. Yeah, I don't think so. Like, you should definitely offer. Okay. Right, right. Uh, dude, I'm not going to lie. The first time I got invited to a country club, I was like, dude, don't they just get free golf? So... I don't need a pay, right? Like everything's free because I'm a guest and it's basically a guest pass. Boy, was I wrong when they were like, oh, Greens fees, 150 bucks. I was like, oh, fuck, okay. Yeah, everything costs money in golf. But you get the opportunity to play a course you've never played. Yeah, and then uh, with like caddies, you know, is that like who pays for caddies? Like you pay for caddies? I've never had a caddy, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, you def- definitely play, pay for caddies. There's usually a base rate, um, and it depends on which course you're at. The more expensive ones, that base rate's going to be a lot higher, and then you usually tip on top of that. So, I mean, I feel like a lot of the golf courses that offer caddies are the nicer ones. You know, they're the Pebble Beaches of the world, the uh, you know Chambers Bay, whatever it might be. And so you're usually going to pay, you know, 100 150 even 200 bucks for a caddy. So it's pretty it's expensive for sure. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's, that was, I, I've never had a caddy. This is probably one of the reasons why I haven't had a caddy. It's because it's just so darn expensive uh, to have pay the base rate and then tip on top of that, which, um, you know, when you're adding that on top of a $200 round, it's $300 round. It's like, oh man, it's a lot for, uh, you know, five hours of golf. But also, if you're a newbie, hopefully you're not starting out <laughs> on these courses that are actually offering caddies. Like, just go to your local muni or go play a nine hole. Don't pay two to five hundred dollars for a golf round. <laughs> you don't know. We have people in high places, man. Who knows? I mean, maybe. You're not wrong. So okay, so then when you after you like, actually. I, Let's talk about before you even get there. How long beforehand should you get to the course? Oh, my God. Get there early. I feel like newbies always get there at the time 
of their tea time. It's like a one o'clock tea time. And they're like, yeah, it's like, okay, I need to be there at one. But people are always late. So they're there at like 105, 110. And golf does not work that way at all. I feel like the minimum is usually check in 15 minutes before your tea time. Just so the course knows you're coming. So you can like get your cart, get to the first tee, all the little things. But I, I feel like you guys have a recommendation that's even earlier <laughs> than 15 minutes for getting to the golf course. I mean, if you want time to like warm up, like hit the range, hit some practice putts and practice chips, then I'd say show up an hour before. But if you're just starting out, maybe you don't want to do that. You don't have any expectations. You're just out there to play the course. Then, I mean, I think minimum like 10 minutes, 15 minutes before. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it's, you don't want to have all of your good swings during your range session. So for newbies and myself now, I think I might just, you know, hit like 10 balls and then call it a day and then just hit the real course. Um, because fatigue is a real thing. Yeah. I, I feel like there's that, uh, the like stereotype, I guess, or like the meme of like the girlfriend that's like oh my boyfriend is late to everything but he shows up like like 10 minutes early to every tea time and it's just like so necessary once you play golf a few times you'll know like if you're there on time or late you're just like missing your tea time like it doesn't stop nobody waits for you like it's you have to be there early all right so let's say our round ends um are you one of those guys that, and this is a question to especially you, Zach, because you have a lot of hats. Are you a guy who takes off your hat and shakes everyone's hand and says, good round on the 18th green? I try to. <laughs> I think it's it's like a nice little historical etiquette thing that golfers do to just like, hey, we had a good round together. We played golf for the last four and a half hours. That was fun. Thanks for playing. I don't know. I mean, I guess it's similar to like a baseball team uh, shaking hands after. Do they do that? Yeah, they do. Yeah, I'm just thinking about our like volleyball team. Yeah, I don't know if we like shake hands, you know, like we, we're done and then we like just go home. There's no like team. Wait, you definitely say good game to the other team across the court. Do you not do that in your league? Our league definitely does. Oh, shit. I don't know if we do that. Like, it probably changed with COVID. You, oh, we do. Most we did it when we played together. You, you, oh, we did. We did. <laughs> like, even even fo- football, which is on TV, like, all the time right now, they all run to the center of the field and dab each other up, right? So, I think that's pretty common across sports. Basketball, to like, too. Yeah. Congratulate and, like, say thanks for playing a good game or good match mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Are you a hat on, hat off guy, though? I think it should be hat off. I, d- I don't always remember, too. But. <laughs> so, do you feel mad, like... Do you feel a little bit of anger when you see Brooks Kepka not taking off his hat, like at the PGA Championship or like just in general? Does he not? No, man. He doesn't take off his hat. He just shakes everyone's hands and gets off the green. Well, I've never loved Brooks. <laughs> Pace of play. Okay. Well, anything else we should talk about with uh, the first round for someone? <laughs> Golf is hard, but it's fun. So just stick with it. Oh, yeah. One thing. Uh, actually, I think one thing that we did miss, actually, is this EL4, like, when you think it's going to be, it's going to have any potential of hitting anyone. 
to CL4 because people actually do get hit and people actually do die on the golf course, which is really scary. Dude, yeah, that's actually something that we I've run into that like a couple times with you, Frank, where people just like don't yell for and it's like you know i think i've gotten hit a couple times and it's like no not a peep and a ball just comes out of nowhere and hits me it's like what like not not even someone saying like heads up or anything even if you don't know what to yell like yell something like you gotta give a warning you know the actual action of yelling for isn't really going to help anyone but i will say like it's not gonna make the ball like divert away from your target but i will say once you yell four you are relieved of any liability (laughs) well i think someone can at least Uh, duck and then like minimize the chances that it's gonna hit their head what if you hit a house though if i yell four am i good zach that's really a problem you have okay (laughs) yeah just don't hit the house that's why i just avoid playing courses (laughs) with houses now (laughs) they're off the list off the oh man you're gonna yeah you would hate pleasant and courses uh you actually do hate pleasant and courses uh but with that thanks everyone for listening uh for you know for us this was really fun and we will be back next week <laughs>